Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The wait is over. Joel Embiid has been named the 2023 NBA Most Valuable Player. The announcement comes just a day after the Sixers pull off a Game 1 upset against the Celtics without their star center. James Harden turns back the clock and scores 45 in a career performance. Will the Sixers maintain their Game 1 intensity and keep the Celtics at bay in time for Embiid's return? Will they finally reach the Conference Finals? The Eagles and Howie Roseman complete a sensational draft weekend, landing Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith in the first round. The Birds also bolster their running back room with a trade for Philly native DeAndre Swift. Are the Eagles bound for another Super Bowl appearance? And what still needs to be improved ahead of trading camp? Bryce Harper makes his return to the Phillies lineup in record time after undergoing Tommy John surgery this offseason. With Trey Turner struggling at the plate, could the return of Harper catapult the Phillies back into a World Series contender? All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Yeah, you know, not too bad. It's a little chilly out there. Does not feel like May 2nd, but the good news is the Philly sports scene's hot. We got certainly Embiid winning MVP. We got the Sixers with an improbable win. The Eagles draft shit to talk about. And, of course, the Phillies. So... A little cold, but can't complain. A little chilly, but Embiid winning MVP does make you feel a little bit warmer. Yep. Uh, yeah, the wait is, like I said, the wait is over. It's finally, we all kind of saw it coming, but, you know, there's always, in the back of your head, you're always like, are they going to fuck him? Like, are they going to fuck him again? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, between between that and the, uh, you know, the, the Bruins blowing Game 7 against the, the Panthers and then the Sixers... Uh, you know, beating the Celtics last night without Embiid. It's been a really, really rough few days for the Boston media mafia. Good. About the no. same time. Yeah. <laughs> Usually uh, we see that in our side. We never get to see that in glorified Boston yeah, over here. It's about it's time to see they the fucking lose. Horrific, yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking, like, you know, after the Bruins thing and then the, the Sixers win that game, it's like maybe this is just Boston's year to get their nuts kicked <laughs> in one after another, man. It's like about time. It happened to us. It's been our year. It's been our year for that. So yeah, mm-hmm. they can yeah they can take a couple. Uh, so speaking of Joel and beat MVP, we got some victory shots here. I want to go ahead and yeah to the, to the man to our to the man the myth our African son. <laughs> All right. Woo woo. Oh. But yeah, so I guess we can go ahead and start off with that, man. I mean. It's been a long time coming, certainly having been runner-up for the last two seasons to, to finally get over the mountain and to win it is awesome. I think uh, the thing that I really enjoyed was watching him talk about it on TNT about an hour ago and just how emotional he was, not just because obviously it's a very impactful award in his career, but thinking about his story, having started playing basketball at the age of 15. Went to college, went to Kansas, was on track to be uh, the number one draft pick, then injured his back. Gets drafted, injures his foot. Starts rehabbing, injures his foot again. His little brother dies. And at one point he contemplates retirement, and he's gone from all of that to an NBA MVP. It's awesome. It really is amazing to see. And, I mean, you can just really... You know, Jokic's comments the other day where they're like, you're thinking about it? He's like, oh, it's never crossed my mind. Like, I'm not even thinking about the MVP race. And I get it. You know, back-to-back wins could make you not really appreciate the award anymore. But it was really nice to be able to see not only 
our favorite man Embiid win it, but also just the sheer emotion of, you know, he really did, you know, when he came into the NBA and was starting to play and got through those injuries, you know, it was always, well, now he's too, you know, kind of fat and lazy. He's not eating right. He doesn't really care enough. And then really since the birth of his son, he's been really, really, you know, kicked it into gear, got in shape, got real physical, has been playing crazy basketball, back-to-back scoring champ. I mean, it's, he's deserved it for many years, but it feels good to watch him accept it and to see his teammates really embrace him and, mm-hmm. and really give him a big hug. And yeah, all that. he's been like, just, I mean, you brought up him uh, kind of changing things around after he became a father and stuff. Kind of reminds me of when he first started, how he was like just a ridiculous Twitter troll, yeah, which yeah. he still kind of is. <laughs> but like, he used to be like, really, really uh, intense about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's a little trying more tactful. So, trying to remember some of his like great uh, hits from back in the day. Uh, I remember rumors. when Trump won the 2016 election and B tweeted, looks like America is tanking, hashtag trust the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of the process, I mean, the other thing, the, the, the whole MVP kind of make, makes kind of, me kind of feel like it's... Um, I mean, it won't, it won't feel like the, the whole process is completely validated until they actually get over the hump and win a title. But, like, you know, one of your guys that came out of that whole thing, you know, going all the way, winning the MVP, does kind of feel like um, a little bit of validation for all that. Like, um, you know, in some way it was worth it. Was you know? Well, I mean, it definitely was. His process is coming to an end in terms of what – Elsie has to check off his list. I mean, nobody's really for him to be a scoring champ. You know, yeah, he's yeah, it's the only thing left. So many all stars and first team NBAs, and you know, finally got the MVP. Let's hope that. Yeah, I guess he'll finally get first team NBA, NBA this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. First team, yeah, yeah. Every year, yeah, because he won't of Jokic. Get yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, I think that the process is a state of mind at this point now in Philadelphia where it seems like every team has adapted that but the Sixers yeah it's their last one that's doing it won the MVP can they can they finish it up here and is this the year for them to take it all the way they have if they can get past Boston they have a pretty decent shot at it's getting to the finals really well. yeah. yeah I mean look at the West I mean no one out there I mean the Nuggets have looked really great that would be like the perfect uh, series, I think. Nugget Sixers, that'd be awesome. Uh, they're up two games against the Suns, who look like they're kind of they're just gassed, man. They're gassed, I mean, they don't, yeah. Chris Paul's I mean, hurt now again. Yeah, and they're groin, very a high groin injury too. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. I mean, they had kind of had like the uh, some of the problems that we've had the past few years, with just being very top heavy. Um, you know, Durant's been playing crazy minutes. Mm-hmm. and Booker and outside of that it's like they don't really have a whole lot of firepower and then Chris Paul going down it's just like I that series feels like it's kind of over and the Nuggets are looking decent I mean Jokic glad that he's finally not the MVP but the guy played his balls off last game you know there's a reason why he's yeah, was second he had, you know runner up again yeah. after winning it twice and Murray honestly put some respect Murray's on his name carrying, he's yeah. been carrying yeah. him for a while you know he's week. like how many more games are I gonna do this shit do you guys respect like you know I, I do belong here so it's you know, they look decent. Everyone else in the West, if it was 2017 and you were telling me that LeBron and Curry were playing, be like, oh, man, shit. But now it's like, it's a good you point. know, I mean, I it's exciting. I lo- the playoffs are always better when LeBron's playing, and I always love seeing Steph play and them go off. But, like, it's not as intimidating. It's more of a theatrical thing for me, the Lakers and LeBron playing Steph Curry and the Warriors. Like, okay, how many times have we seen this show go around? But the East... You know, I think Boston's probably the hardest team we have to play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the whole rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like the Heat, you know, 
this game the heat heater up again playoff uh, play, having to play playoff jimmy in the eastern conference finals would scare me big time certainly but uh yeah i think that boston the, the they're a much worse matchup for the sixers and in addition they've kicked our ass we've shown that we can handle the heat in doses i mean should have beat them last year had Embiid not had a torn hand and a, a broken face. Mm-hmm. I think too playing Boston, you know, last night was because we could just jump into that game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that it was nice to be able to see a hard fault win. I mean, it was not. There was no point in that game where I was like feeling comfortable at all. My heart rate was high. I was stressed out the whole entire time. It's like it's a five point, eight point game. I will say there was that there was no point in the game where I really thought that Boston was kind of. You know, running away with it. Yeah, they mm-hmm. may have. It felt up, like there was like one point where they got up by ten, but I think that no, was the, the second quarter. Yeah. yeah, they didn't really. It was but then never... they cut it back down to like five or three to go into the half. I'm like, yeah. all right, well at least now they kind of stopped that run without having to do anything crazy, and without your best, without the MVP on your team, they beat Boston at home. In what could have been, you know, you think of the first game in any series when you're playing at home is a must win. You, you don't want to give up that first game at home in the playoffs. And Dude. I feel like, especially the way they let that series run out with Atlanta, this is not Atlanta. Yeah. You can't just let them and overlook the Sixers. And I think they're showing that they're a different team this year than they have been in the past against Boston. Yeah, getting that first win, I think, is definitely crucial just because, you know, if they lose that, it's so deflating because you're just like, well, yeah, Embiid, like, this is, of course, this is what's going to happen without Embiid. Mm-hmm. We're not going to win a single game. Like, they kind of needed to show that they could do that otherwise i mean i feel like it might have just been like a downward spiral from them if they just come out and fall flat and get dominated by boston yeah i think it was uh their first game one win in the eastern conference semifinals since i want to say 1986 i think they said the 80s yeah yep. so i mean you think about it how many times in the last five years seven years whatever have the sixers lost in the, the eastern conference semifinals and i think it was and even each time Someone, I think, even said that it was the first win against, did you say against Boston, too? I think it was period. Yeah. Yeah, since the 80s. Yeah, I mean, for it, a while. Yeah, because the last time we played Boston, we got swept. That was when um, Simmons was out. That was mm-hmm. the that was the, the first the round. Yeah, that was oh, the yeah, bubble playoffs. That was the first playoffs. round. That right, was the right, first right. round but, I mean, think about last year against Miami, against Atlanta. Against the Raptors, against yeah. the Celtics, every year in the first round or the first game of the conference semifinals, we've lost mm-hmm. and we've gone on to lose every series. So, to your point, Pat, this team is a little different. They were able to sustain uh, a, a really good punch from Boston. Big I time. mean, Boston shot 85% uh, for the first quarter, 17 to 20. And the Sixers were down six points, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the first half, Boston's shooting 60-some percent. I want to say 64, 65 percent. Sixers are only down three. Yeah. So to withstand that punch and then to come out in the third quarter and really start to ratchet up the intensity, it just showed a different team. Teams of past years would have rolled over and just conceded defeat in that game. Yeah. Big time. And, I mean, I think a big part of it, too, is, um, you know, this wasn't like Boston came out and just, like, laid an egg or, or just, like, were off or whatever. They played a good game. They put up a ton of points. They shot they played a 40%, fantastic game. 40% from free. Uh, yeah. Three, like, Tatum had, what, like, 40, 39, 39 points. Yeah. 39 yeah. and 11. Yeah, they, they, they shot really well. Um, Brown had 25 or something they like still, that, too. Yeah. Like, and they still lost. So, yeah. I mean. Um, like you said, yeah. you get vintage Harden helped. You're not going to get that 
Yeah, we got to talk about well, that. Well, speaking about, wait, before we get into Harden, I just wanted to play this clip uh, from, uh, wait, where is it? Where? Our uh, first time trying to feature clips in the I, pod. Uh, Bear with us here. Uh, this is not working. Right, well, forget it. It's uh, the weather. What were you trying to play? Uh, I was trying to play this that, that clip of them just, like, laughing about Harden, possibly. Oh, that guy on uh, ESPN? Yeah, Nick Friedle. Yeah, he's an asshole. I've never liked him. He's always, he's, for years I've been listening to the low post, and he's always just down on the Sixers. The thing, though, I think that, and I won't get into his scoring ability yet, into that game, but even watching at the end when he's getting everybody back in the locker room right away, like that, we haven't had that veteran presence where he's been there before, he's been an MVP before, he had tied his career high in playoffs the man went off he's the one that should have been like yeah we just fucking did that shit it's my house yeah, nobody just, no he said just get in the locker room let's just get in like we got a long way to go this isn't the finish and that's kind of the mentality that i think that in past years had we stolen this win without Embiid, they'd have been celebrating it's like when you you know they'd have been celebrating like they won the championship already it's like you got a whole series left yeah who knows what could happen who knows who could go down who knows real literally anything could go down here the fact that he was able to get them back in and just kind of settle down was a huge moment, I think, just to get their mind shift of like, yeah, you're right. Like, we got the first game. We're happy with it. See what happens on Wednesday. And, you know, let's just appreciate the win that we just did as a team with yeah. Adam Bede. Yeah, I mean, we won, but it's only one win. We still need three more, right? And, uh, yeah, Harden's been there before. He was on that Rockets team mm-hmm. that should have beaten the Warriors, had Chris Paul who always gets hurt, as yep. we've just talked about. Hey, he did not gotten hurt in that series. So Harden's been there before where you're in a great position, you still lose and end up getting eliminated. So he's not getting complacent. He said as much after the game. And uh, it's good to have someone on the team to really just sort of be that leader and yeah. say, yeah, it's just one game, guys, get a grip. Mm-hmm. You, we have plenty of time to look back at this if we get to where we want to go as a team and celebrate moments along the way. We're not quite there yet. You don't want this to be the main moment. Oh, great, you had a 45-point game, and then you get blown out the rest of the series. Yeah, like, let's don't. just one step at a time here. We're composing ourselves. Let's see what happens, and let's see if they can get the job done, which I think, I think they can. Yeah, we don't want it to be that confetti game from uh, the 2018 playoffs <laughs> where we prematurely, we prematurely celebrated a game we lost, not a series we lost, a mm-hmm. game. So, yeah, we've seen plenty of premature celebrations here in Philadelphia, and uh, – it's good that Harden has that mindset that, yeah, get hyped for this this victory, but it's just the beginning. Um, I guess speaking of Harden's play, hat tip to him, man. I, I did not expect that at all going into the game. No. I mean, I was going to play that clip, but it's like, honestly, like, before the game, I probably wouldn't have disagreed that much. Just like, like right. not like anyone was expecting that. Um, How could you? I mean, he had he had been putting up no, kind mean, of JV t- numbers, tied his career playoff high, forty five yep. points. I didn't see what year that was, but I imagine it was probably a year twenty fifteen. A- okay, yeah. So it's one of the years where he's averaging like forty points a game. Anyway, like it's not like it's a vint. This is quintessential savvy vet just having a fantastic game. But he also, I will say, that game didn't hesitate. He took those shots. Yeah, and I feel like in yeah, even fearless. in that even in that Brooklyn series, he was he had a wide open look. And would pump fake and then look for a patch. It's like you still have it. Just shoot. Just I'd rather him shoot and miss here and there. Obviously not everything, but like he still got it when he has belief in himself and that confidence to shoot. And he showed that last night. Yeah, I think uh, 
watching him was really encouraging. I think the week off did him some good, going out to Vegas mm-hmm. and pimp slapping someone. Did him <laughs> yeah. some good. He's got to do that again. Like get him out. <laughs> yeah, there. he should do that. Get him out there. He, hopefully, he's doing that right now, and he's going to catch a flight tomorrow morning back AJ to Brown. Boston. AJ Brown said the Sixers got to buy him a flight to Las Vegas real quick and bring him back. You know, call it a day. Yeah, it's so funny though, right? I was found myself listening to sports radio for some god awful <laughs> reason, and they were just making such a big deal about this Vegas trip. Like, yeah. He's going to go to Vegas, he's going to party, then he's going to come back and play awful, and it's just going to mm-hmm. be a bad look on him. Yeah, I didn't like, think I mean, he was going to play awful because of that. I just didn't think he was going to show up. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, if you, if you know anything about James Harden, I mean, it's like, this is not uh, anything out of the norm. This is kind of like, just <laughs> the guy he is. And, you know, he had nine days off or whatever, so. Yeah, go to Vegas for a couple. Yeah, Who the hell cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steam. Mm-hmm. Put, play some crap, slap a guy, <laughs> do what you got to do. Get your mind right. But, you know, not for nothing. Some might say that I predicted this. Some might say it was a lucky <laughs> call. But we're two for two right now for Sixers calls. Yeah. Yeah, on a roll. Yeah, we're going to have to have a segment, Predictions with Pat. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Fucking Nostradamus over here. I don't know if it works out. We'll see. But, yeah, it felt good. Max, you look great. Couple business decisions he made, you know, when he had five fouls and just letting uh, Smart come through and, and take those shots. But it was a good, despite Harden going absolutely off, which was great to see. The rest of the team really stepped up too. I mean, B-ball Paul, B-ball Paul, come on now, man. yeah, great. He played like thirty-seven minutes, mm-hmm. dude, crazy. It's wild how much he's come along because I remember, you know, even just this year or like a year ago he would you know you the idea was like well he's a fine backup for mb because he's only ever going to be asked to play like eight ten minutes or whatever <laughs> and like so what if he racks up three fouls in five minutes you know and that was kind of the worry going into this it's like is he just going to get into foul trouble immediately and he didn't and he didn't like uh he was fine um hit those four clutch uh free throws didn't even net. hit the rim and yeah. didn't even touch net just yeah, straight pressure I couldn't even imagine. I was shitting bricks like just every watching time, it at home. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like every time I've seen him at the line, he always just makes one or two almost every time. And so that's what I was expecting. And then like four out of four. That shit was like butter on bread. I was at, at home on the sofa if, sweating, and he was I mean, just I like, knocking man, I, him down. I need, I, need, uh, I need PJ Tucker to come yell at me and get my life in order. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Man, it seems like that guy, like, <laughs> he, should, he should become a motivational speaker. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, what was noteworthy to me about Bebo Paul is that Harden even trusted him enough to throw the pass that got him the first two free throws. Mm-hmm. It's late in the game, game on the line. The the uh, the Celtics blitz the pick and roll, and that leaves Bebo Paul free to roll to their basket. Three months ago, Harden's not throwing that pass. No, he, he didn't trust not. Well, yeah, they've definitely built up that trust over the past month or two. But that he was trusted enough to to receive that pass, and that he was able to draw the foul and make two free throws, it's huge, man. We'll have to uh, talk more about the the potential of B-Ball Paul leaving the Sixers as a restricted free agent another day. For now, let's just rejoice in the fact that we have him and he's been playing his ass off. Yeah, I mean, I'd be kind of insane if he uh, actually... He's going to play himself into some starter's money. Yeah. Some team is going to give him a ridiculous contract, and I fearful we won't be able to match it that would Definitely. be tragic you did to have a hometown buy-in kind of thing but it's just great to see that I, the sheer amount of pressure i mean i can't believe that you could just get to the line like that you're in boston game one no one's expecting you to win 
from an outsider's perspective, I don't think really anybody gave us oh, too much no. of a shot. I, I didn't mean, expect us to. No. Win. And then you got B-Ball Paul in crucial minutes. I would assume, like, all right, that's great. That's that's the guy you want to foul to go to the line. Right. And he knocks them all back? Come on now. Damn. And then you can't miss the maxi. That little quick oh, that steal. Oh, play, that, play, that play was so ridiculous, man. I think. 20 seconds left or something like that in the game or 35 seconds left. It was, like, down to under a minute, I think. Yeah, it was really late. I forget exactly. Yeah, in the fourth, because it was, like. We were only up by one, and I think they I want to say it was down. around thirty some seconds, yeah. like thirty five, thirty seven seconds. Because he could have foreseeably not closed out the game, but he could have ran that down real far. Yeah, he could have just dribbled around and just shot on. a layup. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, that play was bonkers. Because first of all, I said this in group chat, but uh, that was the best possession of defense the Sixers played all season. Mm-hmm. Just the way that they were running guys off the line and just scrambling and just getting back and switching so well that they kind of forced that turnover and that Boston just panicked. Yeah. And then um, I questioned whether it should have been a turnover. I thought it should have. Well, shot clock violation versus steal. It's going to be a turnover either way. But a live ball turnover like that, I didn't really think it should have been. But Yeah, and he almost, he almost travels just because he was confused. At what yeah, was he looked on. back. He was like, yeah, are we good? Like, and uh, Boston's okay. like, what? Everybody was No confused. one knew what the hell no. was going on. Doc Rivers said it was one of the strangest things he's ever seen, and he's been around the game for 40 years. He said, yeah. let's go, guys. Speaking of Doc Rivers, uh, do, we, do we like definitively have the better coach in this series? Yes. It kind of seems Big that time. Way. Yeah. I mean, Missoula's 34. He's our age, which yeah. is crazy to think that he's coaching NBA basketball. But, yeah, Doc's been around the game longer than Missoula's been alive, and I think – that speaks the experience that Doc has over him kind of just speaks volumes in and of itself. I mean, Doc made some adjustments going to zone in, uh, I guess that was the second quarter we went to zone after they yeah. were just destroying us. Didn't really stop them from making shots, but it turned them over a bunch. Made them, diff- I mean, a bunch. They had nine, I think, going into the first half. Yeah. Oh, wow. And we only had we one, like, or if that. I don't even think we had yeah. one going into the half. Maybe I could at least put a, a bit of a stop to the, the layup drills that they were doing early in the game. But that's the difference maker in the playoffs, especially when they're shooting that efficiently. I mean, our only chance of them to not <laughs> – they were hitting everything. Honestly, Tatum was going nuts, too, in the first half. Like, that guy couldn't miss. Yeah. But the turnovers for them was surprising to see because our defense – typically, I mean, I feel like watching us, there's been a game or two even against when we had the Brooklyn series – where we'd have almost double-digit turnovers before halftime. Yeah, and the that fact game that, two we went to. Yeah. The fact that we played Boston and really played Grell with the ball, didn't let it go, you know, didn't turn it over a lot, was huge. Yeah, I think um, Doc, aside from going to zone defense, I think one of the other things he did was he switched up some of the rotations. McDaniels didn't really play a lot in the second half. Instead, B-Ball Paul absorbed a lot more minutes. I think the other thing Doc did was he put Melton on Tatum a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If you noticed in the first half, a lot of times Tatum would end up with Maxi on him on switches. Did not yeah, like that. that. Was, they that were just bad. they were switching everything. Whereas later in the game, they started to switch two through five. So Maxi's a one. Mm-hmm. He's a point guard. They don't switch him. They switch everything else, and it kind of gave Tatum and. Br- Brown didn't even really get many shots off, but it gave Tatum a little more trouble. And I think that that was a noteworthy adjustment that, let's face it, Missoula didn't really make any adjustments. Not at all. I think they came in thinking they were, we don't have Embiid. 
they're going to be all right. And they, it's a head scratcher for them. I mean, and a little PTSD going down after that Atlanta series. This is in Atlanta. You can't slip up against the Sixers right now. And they're yeah. playing like they want to win. I mean, Boston, credit to them. They've, they're hungry from losing last year and all that. But I'll tell you what, they're not playing like they did last year when they went on that playoff run. No. And they're showing signs of weakness, and I think the Sixers are ready to capitalize. If somehow they go up 2-0 without Embiid and they come back to Philly and Embiid, I mean, it could be, it could be bad a Predi- lot quicker. Predictions with Pat. Are you calling a sweep? <laughs> I'm just saying it's going to be a way tougher game, I, and there's no way Embiid plays tomorrow. I mean, if I'm them, you figure you take that one win and run, her, run home, which I'm okay with splitting that away in Boston. However... If they came home two up without Embiid, you're looking pretty good. I'd be shitting a brick if I was Boston. Yeah, that, that kind of sends a message to them yeah. that, damn, they they are literally playing without the MVP and we're down 2-0. Yeah, and then you got to come back down two games, and then Embiid comes in. That changes everything. And if they're off not winning, off getting the MVP trophy mm-hmm. on Friday at game three, yeah, that place is gonna Sixers be aren't going to lose that game on Friday. No, that place is going to be fucking crazy. But uh, I guess the other thing worth mentioning is, yo, Horford looks washed, man. Yeah. I just have to throw that out there. That last shot hard makes over him. <laughs> Horford had no shot. You could see him just waving his arms like an octopus flailing at Harden. Dude, and then Missoula, after the game, when he was asked about that, like, you know, why did you have Horford? He was just like, oh, he's one of our best defenders. You just make an excuse. I was like, damn, that sounds like some, some shit Doc would say about, yeah. like, I don't know, <laughs> about, like, Harold or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah like, Doc would have George Niang on Jason Tatum. Like, yeah, yeah, we like his, we like his physicality. Yeah, like, yeah he's a good, he's a good guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like raspy yeah. ass voice. So, I, man, dude, I was, I, I've been having such a, hard, I've been like trying to figure out like a Doc impression, and it's so like. It's like I, it's just impossible. I'm not like good impressions to begin with, but it's just like Are you good at Cookie there was, Monster. There was, <laughs> there was, there was like a couple weeks ago where I was just sitting at home and like Jacob and John weren't here, and I was just home by myself. So I was like, I'm just gonna sit here and try to figure this out. <laughs> so I was just sitting in my living room, just being like, um, I'm Doc Rivers. And, uh, I'm, I'm the coach of the Seventy Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, just, it's so like I don't know. I'm trying to think of the other, the other uh, fucking um, uh, Rob Thompson doesn't really have a distinct voice. He's just Canadian. That does There's nothing really to do there. Sirianni just sounds like a bro. Sirianni, he essentially is Sirianni a bro. Is, yeah. uh, Sirianni is just Tim Robinson from I think you. Oh, like, he totally is. He looks like, just like him. I like. Yeah, uh, dude, I was like pissed because I'd like made that connection and made like a post about it on Twitter and it got like zero engagement. But then everyone all, and then everyone yeah. started getting on. I was like, damn it. I, like, I, said, I was first. on this first. I was <laughs> on this shit first. I made this. He reminds me of everybody from Northeast, to be honest with you. Like, he yeah, just, he's, he's just like a Northeast bro, in like, my opinion. You'd walk into McNally's, you're like, oh shit, there he is. All right. Fucking, uh, he's also kind of Delco too. Sirianni's Siri, yeah. got some Delco in he's him. He's always got that like, he probably should shave, but doesn't shave. It's just like scruffy looking. He's got like bags under his eyes. Like he's been out drinking all day. And he's like, you know, guys, I'm like, all right, Nick, like, what do you want to say today? He's like, 
you know, first year coach, I just want to say we want to plant these seeds and uh, water down the, you know, get the roots going. Like he just says shit that you're like, Clean the gutters somebody out. would say at the bar, you're like, oh, man, that makes total <laughs> this sense. This guy's high as yeah. hell. But you're like, yeah. relate to you're like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, John right. Tortorella. <laughs> John Tortorella is just, uh, he's just, he's like just some, an angry he's, person. He's just some like South Philly Italian guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're fucking John Tortorella <laughs> over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we fu- we fucking we fucking love uh, Tony D, man. Tony D's a good guy. People people say he's not good, but you know he's a hard <laughs> he's the hardest working guy on his team. Uh, you know, because uh, m- most of the time after the games, these guys they just they just get in their cars and go home. But uh, Tony, he 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 walks on up to Marconi Plaza with a baseball bat and. <laughs> Defends the Columbus statue yeah. from the Black Lives I, Matter protesters. Say, yeah. You know, he's a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, uh, no, what if he... Sirianni's he's, the guy that's just like the guy from Philly that's just happy for a parade. Any excuse to go outside drinking all day. He's like, oh, yeah, we got Brawl Street runs. Like, you want anybody running? Nah, just out front drinking. All right, cool. Love this guy. Same exact vibe. Damn. Okay, what if, I was just thinking about Twitter. What if he's just, uh, he's just Al Pacino? They make the uh, the John Tortorella biopic. Just like the media is like, you fucking people. <laughs> Razzing my ass. Fucking uh, all year you're telling me that we stink. The team sucks. You want to fire everybody. And then we win a few games and you're still pissed off <laughs> he said that in so many words many times yeah. this year though he's just like they all you know the, all these guys all you young motherfuckers they all wanna... any given sunday but any given yeah. monday tuesday wednesday thursday any he's like they all they all they all want us to lose because they want kind of badad you know they want <laughs> they love kind of badad yeah. you, know, you know they love them you know you know you know why you know why they love kind of badad because he's got a Great ass! <laughs> <laughs> and you all got your head shoved all the way up it. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Man. I just rewatched Heat a few weeks ago. That, oh. that's great, <laughs> you can tell. It's a great movie. Well, I guess speaking of Sirianni, we can go ahead and talk some, some birds, some eagles. Yeah, so, let's get uh, into it. Draft. Great draft. Yeah, yeah. I think... Aside from the uh, Taylor McKee or whatever the hell his name is, the quarterback from Stanford. Stanford. That's aside a from arm. that pick, keeping the quarterback factory going, man. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're, he's gonna get cut after uh, training he's camp. He's a camper, man. That's all. He yeah, is. he's a guy. You know, It'll yeah. be like Clayton Thorson. That guy. He was. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't even know who that guy is. That tells you everything, right there. Yeah. He. He was. All the beat writers said he was the worst quarterback they think they'd ever seen in a training God camp. God damn. Hopefully. Well, this uh, McKee, McGee, whatever his name is, isn't isn't that bad. But why am I talking about him? Yeah, Let's talk what? about the other Fuck stuff. Fuck that guy. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> <It's the time. laughs> why why did I lead off talking about the, the sixth round pick yeah. that yeah. is going to get cut by the end of preseason? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about um, yeah. Jalen, Jalen Carter. Carter. I mean, we all kind of saw this coming a little bit. I mean, we were. I feel like we were kind of at a consensus that if um, he got towards. You know, past five or six, it'd be a good chance that the Eagles would trade up for him. And sure enough, they did. Only had to move up one spot, which I was a little. I thought maybe they had to move up to seven or something. But well, the Bears won an O line, right? We traded with the Bears. Well, we to, traded to with nine. the Bears, but one of my friends, he's a Bears fan, uh, Kevin Bauman, bared down. Um, 
He said that the Bears really wanted Jalen Carter, but that they were willing to trade out of it because they have needs elsewhere, whereas the Eagles, that, that, that that's one of our sole needs. For sure, and I think that the Bears' crucial need is if you're rocking with Jalen Fe- or Justin Fields. Yeah, they need O line. That, that's that's, that's that what man, Kevin and I yeah, are saying. I mean, yeah, you want to have the nice pick in Carter. It would fit the Bear Bears team. You know, historically tough defense, all that. But you know, you put Carter with a bunch of really not great players on defense, or you could solidify the O line and help out Justin Fields. But fuck the Bears. I don't care about them. But shout out to the Bears. You know, go for them. But Jalen Carter got our man. I'm cool with that. Bijan. Going to have a Bijan hell of a career at Atlanta? Come on now. I mean, that's he's the next Barry Sanders now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Atlanta the last several years is a really strong running game. And I yeah, think you add him it. to it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not – I mean, a lot of mocks had him going eight to Atlanta, and I guess it makes sense. They're mm-hmm. just doubling down on the run game. Dude, you think about the NFC South. I mean, it's Tampa with Baker Mayfield at QB. Carolina's a – Who's looking? their quarterback? Well, Bryce Young. They right? just got Bryce Young. Yeah. Oh shit! Right, 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 right. Um, they got Bryce Young. They picked up. Uh, they got Sanders at running back. They picked up Thielen. They got the kid from um, what's it called, Ole Miss, who has AJ Brown. Type yeah, of... they could be pretty solid. Yeah, see, South's probably going to be fun. It will yeah. be because New Orleans should still be pretty, pretty. Yeah, they yeah. should be pretty solid. Yeah, like all those teams are like way different than they were last year. So Whole be yeah. completely different. Uh, interesting division. I think. Not, I don't know if any of them are going to be particularly good, but <laughs> they're it'll all be like, fun. They're all like yeah. in the mix. I guess. All yeah, of those yeah. teams will probably end up like seven and ten, eight and nine, nine and eight. It'll be a tight knit division. Well, they all got to play each other twice, so that'll be weird as fuck. Because like they're all up in the air that way. But I think that they all change. They may have all changed quarterbacks this year, yeah, too. Yeah, Tampa did. Tampa, Carolina. Carolina. Atlanta. Well, Orleans. unless they're trusting that. Well, I guess Atlanta Ritter, is sticking with that Desmond guy. Ritter barely played. He played a couple games yeah. last so I'd year. Say they haven't picked up one. anyone else. I don't think they're... Uh, Which I'm surprised because I feel like they could have probably got a... <laughs> right, but I feel like Atlanta could have got a quarterback. I mean... It was either a quarterback or They're Bichon. really trusting Ritter here, and I don't really know yeah, if that's I guess the they smartest. I guess they could have drafted Will Levis. Damn. He didn't go to yeah, him. he's overrated. I yeah. was at the barber on Saturday. We were talking about him. Just the only reason why people like him is because he's white. The Asso, other kid, he's bad. The other kid, Hendon Hooker, the black kid uh, from Tennessee, from, uh, Tennessee. Yeah. phenomenal quarterback. Yeah, he's way better. Yeah. And no one made a big deal about him dropping. Phenomenal Everyone made a big deal about Will Levis because he's he puts, white with muscles, and he puts yeah. mayonnaise in his coffee. He does. Ugh. He puts mayo in his coffee. Oh, I remember that. That's <laughs> egregious. That's he did disgusting. it on camera. He goes, people have heard that I do this, and I do. And they went, what? Yeah. That's, uh, that's, I mean, maybe that's why he he slipped. That's foul. Can't have a guy doing why that. Why would foul. you? What, what on earth? Foul. <laughs> it's not the idea. You have, like, a cup of coffee. It's, like, a bad enough people who, like, dump, like, five packets of sugar in their coffee. It's, like, let me also just put why a bunch of that? fat in here, too. Yeah. That can't. <laughs> I, I Listen, I don't know. The first I thing no I drink clue. in the morning is just like a disgusting, unhealthy cocktail. That's one of the worst things I've heard all day. Yeah, it put a bad taste in my mouth, and I felt like I had to share that with you guys as well because I couldn't just be the only it's one seeing it. Hold up. Do so. I got to ask y'all. Is that a white people thing? Hell no. no, no. Mayo in the coffee? Like, we don't, <laughs> no. we don't claim this. No. <laughs> now, I mean, I'll, I'll do a little not... heavy cream here and there. Well, heavy cream and sugar, yeah, I put a little. But... I put like a tiny bit but of... Do y'all have, 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 I don't do y'all have, have sugar, southern no relatives sugar. that do this? Do y'all have southern relatives, period? Is this like a, a southern white person no. thing? Some, some no. West Virginia a little bit. No, it's not, do it's they not do this? Like that far south. I that's know, pretty, that's, knowledge. okay. That's Midwest. That's, 
That shit's Mm-mm. in the Midwest. Anyway, in the Midwest, they put Will ranch on their pizza. Who the hell does that? You put ranch on pizza? I don't hate it. Well, I've got. I've, sometimes I've done. You ever, you ever done the uh, the chicken bacon ranch pizza? Yeah, you know so what? So it's technically I, on I there. Also, this is way different than fucking okay. mayo in a coffee. That's like. Yeah. That's just. That's egregious. That man. guy should be arrested for that shit. Hold on to your butts. I'm about to open this beer. I gotta get these beer bombs. Oh, this one too. What the fuck? Oh God, we're having bad luck here on the citywide. I don't part. understand the first one. Well, that one wasn't that bad. But the first one was fine. And the second one. All right. Well, we can't let <laughs> M- mayonnaise ass Will Levis de- derail this citywide pod. No, let's bring back to Howie yeah, Roseman being a true. <laughs> Howie Roseman just flexed it on the league again, like he yeah. does. Dude. Yeah. Super I mean, Bowl, Super Bowl. You know, we were in the Super Bowl, and then we just picked up two of the best defensive players in the draft, and even beyond the first round was fantastic too. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at snagged the first safety off the board, and uh, what the guy from Illinois, Sidney Brown. Yeah, who's I was a stud. skeptical, but the more I've looked into him, I think it's a solid pickup. It is. I, I forget who I was listening to. I've listened to so many pods and read so much stuff recently, but someone was saying. That he's more of a box safety where the Eagles could play dime and have him be kind of the like the, a B dog. Yeah. And if you, you could lock, have a linebacker and have him play sort of that hybrid like big nickel just that floating, big dime. And scaring then people have, around coming down, you know, playing the slot and all that stuff, which would be great to see. We haven't had a real scary we've had finesse guys the last couple of years playing in the secondary, but we haven't yeah. had a big hitter. Since we lost B Dog, yeah, he's rocked up, man. 5'10, 211. Yeah, that's I mean, a big bitch. You dude. watch her run his 40, he looks physique wise like B Dog, mm-hmm. like he's huge. Now, you can't get away with that shit anymore, but just to have someone that could lay a good hit would be nice to see. I mean, he'll be able to cover a tight end, big be time. able to cover a running back, big time. That's big to be able to have someone like that. Mm-hmm. And then I think the uh, the Steen pickup, I was skeptical at first, man. I like it. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, he probably projects as a guard more than a tackle, but maybe, I mean, you never know with Stoutland University what he could turn him into. And, you it's know, a two year pick, too. He ain't going to start this year. Yeah, right. he's got two to, years to learn guard. It's definitely good to get those offensive linemen in the pipeline. You know, um, you know the guys we have, like, they're not going to be around forever. Uh, and, you know, people get hurt. I mean, I, hopefully he doesn't have to play this year, but if never he does, know I think he'll be ready. Yeah. Yeah, he might be all right. But yeah. And uh, who else? Uh, well, hold on. My dream sort of came true. The dream I mentioned in the po- oh, last yeah. pod. Yeah, yeah, we haven't talked said, about Nolan Smith yet. Yeah, either. I had that dream that we drafted him. I did have the dream that we drafted him 10. For him to fall to 30? Yeah, it's wild. And for us to get him is insane, man. It makes no sense. This guy... He's Hassan Reddick's second, the second coming of Hassan Reddick. Mm-hmm. He ran an, a what, a four three nine forty at yeah. two hundred forty pounds. Lightning. Yep. That's absurd. Yep. He's got great, great close-in speed. I mean, and you put him up with Nakobe. It's just, it's wild. They rebuilt that whole, arguably one of the best college defenses to ever play, and then you pretty much reassembled it through the draft in two years. I mean, that's unheard of. And you got guys that feel Jalen Carter could be compared to Fletcher Cox. He's a little bit lazy right now, but could get him in shape and do that. I you think got having Cox Davis. to study under yeah. will make 
a big difference for him and yeah, really yeah. have a, a positive impact on his And he's there with all his, his classmates too. Like all of that stuff that people thought that was, you know, could be potential, you know, drama stuff and personality issues and things like that. Trust me, that's all going to get resolved. This locker room doesn't let people come in here and just do shit like that. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. And the, the rich, like they said, the rich got richer. This defense is going to be fucking crazy to watch. It makes you like Hargrave leaving feels a lot less of a sting. Yeah, you basically replaced yeah. him yeah. with I mean, like, Carter I, on a rookie deal. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect like Carter to come out and he's not going like, to have Hargrave right away. But he's yeah. like, oh. but like you got that, you have like the guy, you know. To, and and we have him for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like yeah, I mean, it can't it really like can't be said and overstated that like this is a guy who arguably was the best non quarterback in the draft. We got him at nine. Uh, you know, if it weren't for all these teams needing quarterbacks and a lot of drafts, that's the kind of guy who might go number one. Definitely. Yeah. And we got him a Will year Anderson after. Will Anderson probably goes making before the Super Bowl. him, but yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I'm excited. I mean, and then you got Howie just bringing in Bulldogs, whether it was through the draft or people that previously were Bulldogs. You got DeAndre Swift coming in here looking great. I mean, I like yeah, that I like pickup. I like that a lot. Obviously, another guy that's not quite yet injury prone, but definitely not the healthiest guy to pick up. However, run by committee. You don't need it to be the whole workhorse. Now, he also has explosive speed. I think he's got one of the more 50-yard even receiving yeah. catches, too, as a Dude, running back. He ran, he ran all over the Eagles. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was like the one of their first plays. He just busted out for like a 50-yard yeah, touchdown. Yeah, he looked great in that game. When yeah. I saw that... That that game, I th- I saw him running over us, and I'm thinking this Lions team could be pretty solid, and yeah. they were pretty good. Remains to be seen what they look like this year, but yeah, I mean, think Swift, while he was healthy for them, was a big part of their success. Which I'm surprised they picked him. I'm just surprised at Detroit. I mean, obviously they picked up Montgomery and all that stuff, but too, they picked so up they Gibbs. Money. Yeah, which Gibbs was he was projected to be second round. Yeah, they took they him kind of twelve. I think Detroit I had a terrible draft. Dude. Detroit had a terrible yeah, draft. I'm not sure. Draft. Yeah, I'm not sure how they did in the later rounds because like I wasn't really paying attention. Not to enough other to teams, offset that first round debacle. I mean, their first I don't, couple rounds weren't great. No. Unlike us, yeah. I mean, I mean, if they, I feel like if they really wanted to grab Gibbs in the first round, they probably could have traded back a few spots and still got him at like I don't know, like eighteen or something. He's gotten more draft gotten, capital. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know who they were competing with to get him at twelve. They're excited to try to be good, I suppose. I mean, yeah. they were exciting last year. I'm not gonna lie, seeing Detroit do Biting well and win caps. and stuff like that was cool. I mean, <laughs> the NFC North is pretty wide open. You got Rodgers leaving. I mean. The Vikings are going to be the flashy team that scores a bunch of points in the regular season and can't get shit done in the playoffs. But I think Detroit could be, you know, Detroit the and the Bears are going to be fun. They're Definitely. both going to be solid. Yeah. I mean, Detroit, they were fun last not year. spectacular teams. I heard, yeah. like, the first game of the season, it was like, you know, we, like, kind of squeaked by past them. And we were, like, a little that worried. It's tough. like, why do we, oh, no, I remember why watching we have this much trouble yeah. against the Lions? And it turns out, oh, that, that team's actually not bad. Like I remember watching that Lions game thinking, damn, this team's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. And most people, like, in my fantasy football chat with my Baltimore friends, they were saying, you're wrong, man. The, the Eagles aren't that good. I'm like, no, watch out for the Lions. And I ended up being right there. But uh, yeah, why do we keep talking about these other teams? Let's, it's all right. Let's, let's you know get back I mean? to the Eagles hey, again. I think Kyle Roseman just, again, there was no – and we said this a couple of weeks ago too where there was no pick that would have been wrong at 10. I, obviously, there there could have been a, a chance that there was, but odds are that we're going to get potentially Bijan, potentially Carter. Like they were going to get some stud at 10. Yeah. And Howie 
and true how he formed didn't fuck it up. I find it hysterical that like three years ago we were like, this guy does he know the SEC exists? And now it's all he's about just, the SEC. Devontae yeah, Smith, yeah. Landon Dickerson, yep, yeah, all the Bulldogs. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean it's like he finally figured out like, oh, it's I just have to pick the best guy. Right, like that's it's actually that easy, and it's funny because I mean, he's even said that. Yeah, I mean it's funny too because like as I mean obviously like Harry Rosen's a very talented GM and stuff, but it is kind of funny to me how like people like people are like uh, like blowing him up because of this uh, draft and stuff, and he's like he kind of just been picking the people that most people would have picked. That's what right. he said. Just like, you know. He said you pick the best players from the best teams that are the best recruits, and that's what he's been doing. Yeah. But he it, hadn't not, done it. It's in, not. <laughs> Well, Damn rocket science. Well, right. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the the luxury that we have is that we're not drafting based on, like, neat. We have, like, a, a solid team, so they can afford to just draft the best guy. They don't have to, like, get cute and be like, oh, like, we really need a, I don't know. Like a quarterback a wide, to get We really need, like, a here. wide receiver, so right. we're going to reach for this guy who, like, we think has, like, some good upside <laughs> or something. Like, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They don't need to do that. They can just pick the best, like, you know, we are, we ha- like have these in defense with line. Like so, what we're gonna like pick the guy that's a DT, which who's the Rager best available. from TCU, right? Yeah. So yep. how we missed a boat by two years, three years, because eight guys from TCU went this year, two of them being receivers. The quarterback went that was the quarterback, and both yeah. their everyone said sucked. Yeah, the quarterback, <laughs> quarterback, and both yeah, their receivers this year went in this draft. But it's like he either misses the boat by a fucking mile, yeah, or he nails that, that shit. Ass in the yeah. Game. So I'm, I, I just can't wait to watch this team play. I'm so excited to see them get in the training camp, see them all work out, hang out. Like it's just between all the Bulldogs being on the team, be between guys. guys coming in that are like local people. Reminds me of like we brought in Hassan Reddick last year, like the candy yeah, guy. Yeah, we got went the to Saint, Temple. a couple St. Joe's prep guys. Yeah, now How we about got that. Damn. Yeah. So it's Zacchaeus? just fun to see people come play, and I feel like people play harder for their city oh, when they're Zacchaeus from their city. Also from Zacchaeus is St. Joe's prep. St. Joe's prep too. Uh, I don't know uh, if they played together, but I don't think they did. I think they're a few years apart. But okay. Zacchaeus and Swift both played for St. Joe's prep. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew Swift was. Yeah, we got a couple. Yeah. We got Hassan Hassan yeah, Reddick on the team. So I'm saying we got some Philly guys, man. I love it. Nice. I love it. I just I cannot wait. Yeah, the Sw- I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. The, I love the Swift pickup. Uh, we didn't talk about Ringo. Uh, yeah, Kelly Ringo and Ringo. Yeah, another yeah, bulldog. Another bulldog. Yeah, he had that. Uh, not this past college championship. The but last one year, year before. Had that yeah, pick six. Dude, I didn't game. realize he's only twenty today. Right wow. now, he's only twenty. Wow. Yeah, and you get to learn behind Slay and Bradbury. You know, that's a that's good a, pickup right there. He's a big there. corner, too. 6'3", two, 2 something. All, all three of the secondary players that we picked up, the defensive coordinator loves big physical secondary members. They're all 6'2". He's six from two. that Seattle background. They're all 6'2 and that above. That makes sense. They're big boys. Yeah. So I, it's, so I could see Ringo moving to safety, which if that's the case, great. But uh, he's also got a couple years to learn how to be a great corner. He's not. He, there's going to be no obligation to play him. No, but if you match up the way that we build from the trenches with our new defensive coordinator style of Seattle, where like they have that Legion of Boom, and even last year their secondary was playing lights out for having two rookies playing with them, that yeah. is a huge pickup to have that alone. I, I can see, I could see them moving him to safety for like real mm-hmm. quick, which would be solid. But we'll safety's see. our biggest gap for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Linebacker might be the biggest. But I don't know. Depends me, on what Nicobe yeah, Dean comes out up, and does. Man, you play so much nickel and so many nickel right. packages, and you can play a lot of dime with all these like these bigger safeties and bigger corners. Yeah. 
you might not need they them. Picked up, You'll yeah. still need to play, like, when teams go to 13 and 12 personnel, you're still going to need to play a base defense with linebackers. But a lot of teams don't really want run 12 and 13 personnel. Nolan a lot Smith of them is... run two running backs, two receivers, three three receivers, one tight end, one running back. So we'll see. Plus, you got Nolan Smith. He's pretty much NFL ready, especially with the familiarization. He can cover of the a little team. bit. Nicobe Dean needed that year to kind of adjust and maybe get a little bit bigger. You put those two guys out there, you're good to go. Speed too. They can crush it with the speed, which I love. Yeah, yeah, they got, yeah. It it would be nice for us to get one more linebacker, but. Uh, well, what's I kind his of name feel, still I, in Tampa Bay itching to get out? White is ready to roll. They can find the money. I saw something about Patrick Queen from Baltimore. What? I uh, loved him coming would, out of school. Man, coming here, out of LSU, same, same I wanted here. him big time in that draft. I would take him. Yep. But uh, I don't know. It was, it, it was a rumor I saw. I don't know how much validity there is to it. But well, we know they ain't got no money now, so we'll be all right. We could probably. Take I think him that's off. what it is. is they <laughs> yeah. don't. They can't really <laughs> afford him. Yeah. We got so a little bit of little bit of cap. I don't know exactly how much. Do you the guys way know? how he works, I don't it, know. It depends on what we sign our rookies to. Uh, that yeah, that comes yeah, into yeah. play. Sure. We won't really know for a little while. Yeah. But uh, not bad. Oh, uh, I guess the other the be... other thing I had about the birds is Pat. We were at the bar. You were certainly a little tipsy the other night. And uh, or the other day, we were day drinking <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah, but you, said, run day. you called it. You said on April thirtieth, we're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about. It. I'm unwavering. Is this a predictions with Pat? I mean, this is going to be yeah, the long it in. May second. This is official. This is nine thirty six p.m. Yeah. The long haul. We'll be back in 40, the Super Bowl. Yeah, forty nine minutes and twenty seconds. Where's that shit at this year? Episode eight. I don't. I don't know where. Well, Whatever the fuck it is, it is, we'll be there. I'm calling it right now. Yeah, you buy your tickets. Yeah, right calling it right now. There's no. I mean, nothing shows me, especially in the NFC at least. All no the quarterbacks in the AFC, dude. We got the only good one. But yeah. <laughs> I'll say what I said the other day is that this time last year, no one was really picking Eagles to to be a contender. So For there's sure. a team out there that's probably a sleeper. Who would you think that that sleeper is? At first, I said the Bears the other day, and I think I might have been mistaken. Um, now you know what I wasn't mistaken. I still think it's the Bears. I mean, Justin or Fields Seattle. Like, I could see it being Seattle. Yeah, another another uh, year under um, Geno Smith. If I'm picking sleeper team. I'm going to go ahead, and this is like a wild... Obviously, my lock is the Eagles. I'm already calling it right now. But if I had to go with a wild card team for the NFC right now, I'd go ahead and say Carolina. Wow, okay. A lot of tools, a lot of I weapons bring it in. Though. I like Frank Reich. I don't they still think, got Brian Burns, right? They got Brian Burns still. Yeah, so that defense real. is okay. I mean, the defense is their only weakest link. Their offense could potentially be explosive. You got Frank Reich in there. You know, I mean... I, I like what they what they're doing over there. Now, they brought in two two guys that have playoff experience. You got Thielen, Super Bowl experience in Sanders, so that's like good vet, veteran presence and things like that. And I love Frank Reich. I think he had a bad deal in in uh, Indianapolis, you know, with the quarterback debacle. Sure. But I feel like the Colts have had that quarterback issue ever since Luck left. So that's just that's not on him. That's just kind of is the name of the game there. Um, but I think Carolina could be a weird dark horse. Super Bowl team. Now, obviously, 
not likely, but that's who I would pick. See, I'm still rolling with the Bears. I think that Justin Fields, in a lot of ways, kind of reminds me of Hurts. There was a time when I felt that Hurts was a poor man's Justin Fields. Obviously, that situation's reversed, where Justin Fields is a poor man's Jalen Hurts. But I think they had a solid draft. They've done a lot of things to sort of build an offensive line around him. I mean, their defense last year gave us a lot of trouble in that game. Definitely. I think that their defense is better than people are giving them credit for. Um, who was the receiver that they got? I'm trying to look it up now. They got Deontay for Oh, they got, they got DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. In that they tra- got yeah, DJ yeah. Moore. So they finally gave him a reliable receiver. I think the Bears could surprise some people. The NFC North, like we were saying, isn't great. True. Having to play in Chicago in a playoff game in January when it's negative 20 degrees, that's a home field advantage for them. Big time. I'm not saying that. They haven't done it in a while, so they don't know how cold it is either, I will say. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not not saying that it's definite, but they would be my pick for a team to come out of the NFC. I feel like Bears-Packers games are going to be fun to watch because they're much more evenly matched now with Aaron Rodgers leaving. Well, yeah, they're pretty much a childless or a parentless kid now. They don't have anybody there. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. But, you know, AFC, a fun team to watch. I think Houston could be that team. I think Houston could be a pretty interesting team to watch this year coming up. Yeah, yeah. Because the AFC South also is kind of D'Amico Ryan pretty open as well. Yeah, yeah. You've got D'Amico there. Um, the Jags, Dougie P, will be fun to watch. The Colts, probably a wash. I mean, we'll see. And who else they got out there? Yeah, I'm having a hard time. Colts, AFC Jags, teams. Houston, Tennessee. Oh, right there the in the South. Yeah. They're gonna I mean, be, yeah, they're going to be ass. They're, they're going to have mayonnaise ass. Mayonnaise ass Will Levis, dude. Mayonnaise boy. No, they got Malik Hooker, though. Yeah. Oh, um, 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 Malik Wills. Malik, Malik Wills. Malik Willis, yeah. Dude, he's a baller, man. I like him a lot yeah, more yeah, than Will. Yeah, I like Will, him a lot. Yeah. I like but, him a lot more than Will Levis. But you know they're going to start the mayonnaise boys, especially in Nashville, Tennessee, man. <laughs> Definitely. Be like a fan group. Yeah. Yeah, all the bachelorettes down there, they'll be going crazy for Man, some Will Levis. They'll be having a mayo <laughs> coffee shot. Wee! They pro- oh, God. Good. Oh, no. God. Well, on that note, I feel like we should maybe yeah, let's get touch the hell on the, off this, this touch mayonnaise on the Phillies topic. real quick. Um, uh, Harper's back tonight. Um, by the time this uh, comes out, we'll know how he did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, are you guys surprised how quick he's back? Do you think maybe he's yes. being rushed back? I am surprised. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, has anyone come back this quickly from a, a no. Tommy John surgery? I think, no, I think I feel like when Otani, this was before, or no, yeah, Otani was on the Angels when he had gotten it. Otani had Tommy John, and I think he came back in about 180 days. Harper's coming back in 160. Granted, Otani did eventually have to go back to pitching, whereas Harper's going to DH for a while. I think my biggest concern is Harper's mentioned this too is sliding into to bases that ligament if it gets stretched a certain way or if it yeah. gets jammed a certain way it's prone to re-injury so I'm a little concerned about that I would trust that he knows how to slide and avoid that kind of thing but we also know that Harper plays balls to the wall and just puts his body on the line so I'm a little concerned Certainly surprised, but excited to have him back. I'm 
Yeah, it's exciting to have him back. I think that we don't know who we're getting back yet. I mean, BP is way different than playing. And I think, you know, playing the Dodgers is tough. Wasn't his doctor from L.A. too? Yeah. Maybe there's a little collusion I in think there. that's why. <laughs> I think that's kind of what. I feel like that's why it was <laughs> planned for him. Just in time. Yeah, just the time to uh, have him back here and have him blow his arm out real quick again and then be done forever. Which would be oh, I didn't think it was planned tag. for that. No. But, I mean, obviously anytime Harper's on the field is going to be exciting to watch. I just think that, you know, we need to not cool the Jets, but just see how it pans out. I mean, the team is very hot and cold. There's, like, no in-between with this team yeah. yet. And I think they have a pretty decent schedule coming up. I think, you know, just play him slow. Don't do anything crazy. You're lucky enough that he's back in May. I mean, that's ridiculous. Early May, yeah, too. He so, was supposed to be back yeah. in May. Yeah. I was like, Originally, I was thinking like it might be like All-Star break or something. I was like, thinking something, it'd be yeah. mid to late June. Yeah. So play him in DH a little bit. Don't be trying any first base shit yet. And just see how he does. I mean, if he comes out and starts lighting it up with the bat, cool. But I find that very unlikely. I think he's going to have a pretty slow start. He's not used to the pitch count. You don't get the pitch count. And be yeah, the, yeah, the pitch clock, I think, is really going to fuck with him. So, yeah, guess we'll see. Are you guys concerned about Trey Turner? No. Yeah, no, I'm not there yet. Not concerned. I'm it's a little like early. weary, I will say. Eh. I don't understand how. Maybe like giving you a little bit of uh, last year's uh, Castellanos vibes, but I have no reason to think that he's like injured or anything. I think it's just I don't know, just a slump. He'll he'll be fine. Yeah. It's that Philly tap water. Just I, I, him up. Yeah. Even the best hitters <laughs> go through up. cold spells. I mean, I've compared him to Chase Utley. Chase Utley would go through these cold spells for a month sometimes. Yeah. Then he'd magically just turn it on and just kill it for three months and. Eventually, think, we're getting enough production out of like the bottom of the lineup and shit that has been killing us. Definitely, you know, dude. Castellanos has stepped up. Oh yeah, I he's mean, been his great. Crush, his dude, is what? Not, he's killing yeah, it. He's that cr- that home run he robbed the other night in Houston mm-hmm. on Friday. Big time. He's yeah, not only finally, killing it behind yeah. the plate, but it's awesome. In the we're finally getting the guy that we thought we were getting last right. year. We we didn't think we were going to get an outfielder that could rob home runs though. That's true. Yeah, he's that's new. killing no. it. No, he looks great. I mean, he's playing. I mean, we always knew he was going to be the guy's like almost a guaranteed double, but it's nice now to see the home run impact. The defense, we got to see a little bit of that in the World Series last year. Yeah, he in was, the playoffs. playoffs see, in he general. made a bunch of play, yeah. plays in the playoffs so last I, year. Yeah, that catch against the, in the Braves series that saved the game. Yeah. He had that. That was just like quintessential catch, that little sliding, you know, diving catch. He had a catch. couple of those. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had the one in the World Series too, like you were mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. So it's good to see those guys hitting. You know, Trey Turner will we'll come around. And honestly, I think once having Harper back and playing, and if he comes back at least 80% for the first couple months is better than nothing with Harper. Because yeah. right now they're kind of just doing Jeopardy playing DH. It's like, all right, who wants to play today? Who's going to do what? Like, I don't like that there's no steady rhythm yet. kind of seems like guys don't know their role. Right. I think like once Schwarber. guys can settle into their role a little bit, they'll, they'll, start to, they'll start to figure out who they are, and they'll start to hit like they have on the back of their baseball card. Um, I also think that Harper is going to give the team just a huge emotional lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think having him back and having him in the lineup, having come off this injury in 160 days, it's going to give a lot of guys just especially after a you boost. lost Hoskins to start the year. Yeah. Like, kind of, they can need they need some kind of morale boost, you know. Like the intangibles behind Harper coming back, probably I I shouldn't say they outweigh the tangible effect, but they definitely are. It, it's impact. it's about equal. Yeah. It's yeah. a major impact. I mean, luckily, like you said, the, the, the other guys are stepping up. I mean, Bryson Stott's been having a phenomenal season, too, so it's 
be good to see. But yeah, Harper just in that bull, you know, in the dugout as an active player definitely gives them some juice. Do we want to touch on uh, this Philly versus Boston topic? Yeah, fuck Boston. Yeah. So, well, Not much I, else to talk about, just, uh, you know, fuck Boston. I say this with all due respect to several of my friends that live in and around the Boston area that may or may not listen to this pod. If y'all don't listen to it, I'll make sure you do soon, but probably after this episode. But yeah, Boston can suck my left nut till it's dry, and then it can get started <laughs> with the right one. That's right. Um, yo, what are some of y'all's least favorite things about Boston? Um, the accents. And I'm someone who loves, I love like a Northeastern accent, like a heavy Northeastern accent, like New, like New Jersey's great, New York, all that. Like, I like, you know, like women that, women that have like really thick, like Northeastern, like metropolitan accents, I find very hot. But here they not, come, but, ladies. But not Boston. <laughs> Watch here out. he comes, Watch ladies. <laughs> but not Boston. Not Boston. That's the one exception. Like just ugh, no. It's just grading. Can't cannot take it. Not. You don't want to hear a lady say, Trevor, come in my car. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I definitely not. I don't want to hear that for a, multiple reasons. <laughs> I think it has to be just their fans in general. I just hate I'm not going to say the people of Boston. I'm sure that most of them are okay, but I'm sure most of them also fucking suck as well. But the fans are just, they're too privileged at this point. They've seen too much success. They've had too seen good. too many wins. The kids are all fucking, you know, oh my God, I love, like, you know, some of these kids watching when the Brady era, they yeah. got to see five, they, six, they three. You, that, you, know? you just win yeah. a Super Bowl yeah. every year. I remember, There's I remember no appreciation. Like a year, I remember a few years ago, I think it was like the last time that the Bruins won uh, the cup and it was at the parade. And there was this like kid, this like. Oh, I, I remember know, this. He was like seven years old and he had this like poster that was like, I've already seen this many championships. Yeah. And it was like, it's like six bro. or seven of them. Yeah. I was like, this kid's dog needs to die or mm-hmm. something. Like, this kid needs to. It's like, to, bro, we yeah. lived all our lives in Philly. We'll never see that. Tragedy. Yeah. Some kind of awful tragedy. Like, I feel, I feel like I'm lucky that I grew up with like the Phillies being dog shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, when they got good in like, uh, you know, 08 through 12 or whatever, I was able to appreciate it more. If you like, if you like, grow up in the teams, like amazing. That's what I'm saying. Dude. You're just uh, just in general you're too. Like, not even just team, football. If the team's amazing growing up, then you hockey. grow up and it sucks. Like you're gonna want to like kill yourself. I know. You know there's no not, appreciation. There's no. Uh, there's just no nothing. There's no yeah, commu- kid, sense yeah. of community around it. You know, a fucking. I hate that shit. Well, well, I hope that kid's probably about 14 now, and he's being humbled by the Bruins getting. Eliminated yeah. in the Celtics, hopefully soon to be eliminated. Yeah, but now they whine. Now I bet you those kids whine about it though. We're like us. We're like ah, it's another year. We'll get back next year. Like it's, that's our joke. Is like next year's our year. Them, they don't know how to handle yeah. losing, which like, we've we supposed we've to owned win. that. So we got that shit covered. Now yeah. we just well, wait they'll for learn a win. to be humble. Boston's <laughs> gonna be losing a bunch in the next couple years. But uh, for me, I'm gonna pick something weird that I don't like about Boston. I'll, I'll pick two things. He said their feet. No, no. Here. So the they first thing, toes, <laughs> yeah. the first thing is that it's a very, a very white city. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no two ways around it. It's not a whole lot of people of color in Boston. I think uh, it's a historically racist city. I think. Yeah, 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 I mean, more, there's a reason yeah. for that, but. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. have like Boston has the most like um, like every everything that's like annoying about Irish Americans 
like Boston cranks that up to like 11, like all of the, all of the, everything is like negative. And I, I say this as someone that has, yeah, I have like, you love being Irish. I say I have like three different Irish flags in my bedroom. Yeah, you love it. And I still am like, <laughs> but Boston Irish Americans, yeah. horrible. It's like true. the worst. Like, fuck Sam Adams. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Sam Adams. Yeah, the, <laughs> the beer and the, like, that's like the funny thing about Sam Adams is that they try to like play up their whole, like, their role in the, uh, American Revolution and stuff, whereas like most of that shit ha- really happened in Philly. Like, right? You know, yeah, we were like you the, had Plymouth Rock, you had a, a stone. You put you, you dumped them, like a bunch of tea off a boat. We got the beer guy. We got right. Sam Adams. It's like not even a good beer. You guys dumped some tea off a boat and that was it. Called it a day. We yeah. got the fucking Liberty Bell, baby. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fuck Boston, yeah, man. You, you got some rock bitch ass people that people signed the Constitution here. I think, right? That was Yeah, we signed the Constitution. What'd they do? Ben Franklin. Paul Revere ran the streets of Everett, right? I don't know. Everett's not even Boston. Miss me with that. But uh not even Boston. (laughs) The other thing, man. They brag about all those universities and most of them are in Cambridge, not Boston, you know. Cambridge is basically right next to it, but uh that's neither here. It's not Boston. It's not Boston. You wouldn't say that shit about like Villanova though. You're not like, well, Villanova is like kinda. True, true. Good point. (laughs) But I guess the other thing, man. Is Boston's not built on a grid? It's true. You know what I'm saying? No, it's that old like European. It's city. so frustrating when you're walking around Boston or driving around Boston. It's so easy to get Philly lost. Philly is like the first city built Gridded on a grid city. Over yeah. in with the parks US. and yeah. shit. But all, the, it was like, the f- all the big cities: Philly, New York, DC. They're all built on a grid. Boston ain't built on a grid. Yeah, it's circles. I've gotten and shit. so lost. Within a two mile or yeah, within a two mile radius of where I needed to be, because the roads are all going circular and angles. Some roads the are roads going are tracked over by like underpasses, under overpasses. Yeah, they're supposed to be Boston tracked. I think they're tracked by like uh, either oyster farmers or like cows back in the day making trails. Like people trying to find like the best well, spots to walk around. So it's, it's not even twenty twenty three. Well, it saying. ain't sixteen ninety four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miss me with that. Nah, they like saying in their old ways. The food. What about the food? Yo, I like a lot. No, I won't diss Boston's food. I like a good chowder. I like a lobster roll. I like a chowder. Yeah. Here's I like my, well, okay, that stuff's all good, but here's my thing is that I feel like if you're, I feel like if you're like, if you're like big regional food is just seafood, that's a little lame. Cause it's not like, it's just like, you're just bragging about the shit that's in the water. Well, you know what I mean, it's just like that's not a bad point. It's I just like it's just it's that. just there. It's just lying around. You just scoop. Like I can't look. look here's the thing. I can't. I he can't, said, "Fuck Hawaii." I All I got is seafood. I can't. I can't just go grab a net and go to the Schuylkill and pull out a nice oh. uh, roast pork with broccoli rob. That's true. We gotta. You that, might pull out a body. You might pull out foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might pull like a, a, pull out a roast body. Yeah, or some, some nine millimeters. <laughs> some but radioactive like, sea bass. But I was saying, like I love, like we all like seafood here. I like seafood. We all like seafood. But yeah, I love you know, I'm the seafood. But if, like you gotta have like a, like you gotta have some kind of signature thing. I don't know, like clam chow. Like I can I can. Buy clam know, chowder true. can at the corner. Being store. served clam chowder by a guy in a greased up Celtics jersey it probably just doesn't hit the same, you know. It's going. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like uh, it's it's, it's got to be more than just oh we have good That's seafood. It's got to be some kind of signature dish. I feel which like could lobster, be seafood involved. I feel like though the lobster is probably harder to get, like a lobster roll. 
Like that's not just you can get a good lobster. That's not yeah. just sticking a Boston. net in the sea. I that's think, like at least I think some effort. Lobster going is overrated in general, but that's a whole other conversation. I don't know. That's a hot take right there, Trevor. Yeah, that is a hot that's take. That's a very I'm hot take. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's overrated. It's not. Uh, in what way? What makes you? What? what why don't you it's like? It's just I don't know. Like if like you I like don't crab? think it's, if the, yeah, crab's good. Um, but it, like you know, you put it up against like shrimp or mussels or any of that stuff. I don't think lobster is. I will say demonstrably better than any of those for and the yet bang it costs you get like three times as more. For the true. bang you get that's for true. your buck, mussels are way better. Yeah, than mussels a rule. I like lobster, but lobster's too damn expensive. It is very expensive for no reason. Crab. Yeah, it's just artificially inflated. Love a fucking crab, yeah. though. Yeah. Crab's nice. Love crab. Love a crab. Mm. Yeah. I could go for a crab right now. Couple months. For another day. Yeah. We'll do a live podcast. Yeah, we just, you know, do a live <laughs> we podcast. We can't be eating crab. crabs yeah. while we're <laughs> potting. What do you mean? The mics will be all dirty with Old yeah, Bay and just crab have, shells. We'll get like, yeah. We'll be like slobbering all over the place. Crab parts Sometimes everywhere. dreams come true. It's too much work. We, if we if we like gutted the crabs and had them all ready to go, nah, yeah, you can't go, be make some crab you, it's, cakes. That's you can't. Oh, I'll make a crab cake. Deconst- well, crab cake's different, <laughs> but you can't like deconstruct a crab and then like just have a little bag of meat. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got it's the, it's the process. <laughs> it's it's gotta, the process of eating the crab. We got to trust. Well, we have it. those like soft like. Well, we could just get those like soft shell crabs where you just You'd be crunching just, and well, shitting soft them. Shells, like. You just eat the whole damn <laughs> that's thing. That's what I'm saying. You right. just cook them up, plop. They're expensive. And you just like eat them, eat them. I whole. like, I love a soft shell. Those you put nice. that in the deep fryer. You mm-hmm. put it, you pan sear it on the stove. You bake in the oven. But uh, yeah, I guess we we strewn very far off topic <laughs> yeah, oh, on this, this this banter Wait, subject. Yeah. But, yeah, to uh, sum it up, fuck Boston. They got yeah, somewhat Boston. OKC yeah, food, Boston. but fuck everything uh, else about fuck the city. The Celtics. Fuck Sixers the Bruins. And, uh, Let's go win this game too. Yo, fuck the Bruins. Yeah, fuck the Bruins. The Bruins are dead. Uh, the president's president's trophy curse lives. Um, yeah, that's about it. Fuck Boston. Uh, Sixers, Sixers rule. MB's Sixers the MVP. Sixers and seven. Oh, Sixers and seven. Sixers and six. Sixers and five. I don't give a fuck. I'm saying <laughs> just, seven. Just yeah. Let's yeah. I think I think if they win, it's gonna be. Seven. I think that's probably the more lightly of of the pairing here or the trio. Word. But yeah. Let's go get some crabs. All right. <laughs> well, oh, wait. <laughs> 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 Not those type of crabs. All right. Well, from all of us here at the Citywide, uh, you know, take a shot for Embiid. And uh, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. See you guys.